must have been out your hair. I hold deep in muddy waters. You practically raised the What is up, everybody? This is Gratitude Unfiltered, and I'm your host, Joshua T. Berglund. What is up, everybody? It's so good to see you tonight. Um, I am so grateful today, which is probably a good thing because this show is called Gratitude Unfiltered, but I'm really grateful uh, for several things. And like, I'm almost overwhelmed. I've been in Orange County all day. I had the opportunity to go to, I got invited because I do, you know, I do a little bit of work for Anton Jay and I was able to watch Jason Cisneros speak uh, in front of a, a room of people that paid $25,000 a person to sit in this room. And the wisdom, what's up, Jonathan? The wisdom that I like was just, I, I was around so much wisdom and it was humbling. It was extremely humbling and that everyone in that room was motivated to change the world. And being around that energy is, is really powerful. But to have that opportunity to just go and observe all day and learn was a tremendous blessing. In fact, I've been to a lot of really powerful, like what were supposed to be powerful masterminds. And it was just a bunch of names sitting around picking their butt. It was it, it just the value was not there. Today's value, I mean, and I got to go for free. But the value in that for the people that paid was just tremendous. And like to have that opportunity, like I am so blessed. And I've really been very fortunate to have some, be able to learn from some amazing people um, in my journey. And I'm, I'm grateful for that because, man, there's just a lot of wise people. I mean, there's so much wisdom in it. And what I've noticed is, is that I'm getting just as much wisdom from people that are 21 years old, heck, even teenagers. Um, they just sometimes drop knowledge. I mean, Leah, who was on the show from Germany the other day, she, everything she said was profound. And it's just, in, it's inspiring to be around people that really believe that we get to change the world. And that's awesome. Like, I, I just think, because I know other people are not in, in environments like that. They're not in environments that are, basically breeding success, or at least there's the energy of success, there's the chance, there's the mindset, there's the discipline and work ethic. That, to be around that is such a blessing. Um, I also wanna say I'm grateful for this. As you guys know, I have HIV. It's not like, it's not a secret at this point. However, what's very, very important of that is that health. Health is very important. And I've told you I've been undetectable for a while now and I'm, I'm in good health, but there was a lot of risk like high cholesterol and there was some liver stuff to like be careful with, but for the most part healthy, even though undetectable. Today, I got my blood work back. I went and had like everything possible done that you can imagine um, health wise. And I'm in perfect health. I mean, mind you, I could lose about 15 pounds, but I'm in perfect health. My heart's in good shape. And you know, to think that my heart, my liver, my cholesterol, like it's all on point. And I'm so grateful, um, again, for the resources that are available um, that have given me the opportunity to get healthy and the people that were before me that fought 
to to make to make it happen like uh, to make these kind of services available i'm grateful for the people that did the research and donated money all that stuff i am grateful because i get to live a healthy happy life because of your sacrifice and for that i'm grateful i'm extremely grateful for my mother today um, i've had the opportunity to spend, see her over the weekend um, and yesterday i love her being in town uh been able to go to orange county it's been amazing um, and then also really quick too, thank you. Um, I got this postcard today about achieving 25,000 downloads. I mean, I knew I, I had actually, it's at a little over 30,000 now. And, but when I saw that it felt good. So I'm grateful that Podetize had the courtesy. They distribute my content. They had the courtesy to send that, but I want to say thank you to you for supporting the show. It's over 30,000 downloads now to think that 30,000 people have downloaded something I'm passionate about. It means a lot to me. And uh, so I just wanna say thank you. And I apologize for the long intro, but it was really, really important that I express my gratitude to you guys and to the other people in my life that are making such a powerful difference um, in, in my life. And um, so with that said, speaking of gratitude, I give thanks every day <clears throat> to Roman Browley, who sponsored me in and to have the ability to go to the Ascension Leadership Academy um, a, a little over a year ago. And look, I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> But the work that I had the privilege of doing, literally breaking myself in half over and over and over again, to have that opportunity to do that in a room full of the quality of people that were in that room, and then the people that had graduated before and who came into the program while I was there, they have a special place in my heart because I really feel like I found roots through doing that work and I was able to get grounded. Um, and find strength in areas that normally I was afraid of. And I, so I, I, I'm just so like, thankful for them. But I met so many quality people, like literally I could line up the show full of people that have gone through that program and every episode would be profound. But some relationships, you know, carry on, some kind of fizzle out, it's just the way life works because people get busy. But one of the people, our guest tonight, um, is one of those people that I always looked at. He always showed me love, like from the minute I moved to San Diego, showed me love. And then he, um, and then just getting to know him going through the program, even outside of it, he's just one of the most amazing human beings that I've ever met. Like I look at him as a man and, and, and a father and a soon to be husband. And like, I have mad respect for him and this in what he's creating in the world, but also the space that he's created at home. That is, that to me is a man. And I'm honored to call our next guest, my friend, ladies and gentlemen, Brandon Burrow. What's up, dude? Nope. Nope, no noise. You can't hear you. Turn your mute off. Turn your mute. There you I go. I muted myself. <laughs> Welcome Hello. to Gratitude and Filter, I'm brother. Here. Uh, breakdown right from the get-go. All right. How we doing? I'm good, Thanks man. Thanks for having That's me. A long intro. Hold on. Really quick. I want to yes. give a shout-out to the radio audience and the podcast audience that I just talked about for downloading the show. 
thank you. You guys can join the conversation live at facebook.com slash gratitude unfiltered, and you can come see my beautiful friends, Rhonda Cook Wilkins, Jonathan Martinez, Jeanette, good to see you, my friend. Emily, great to see you guys. Thank you for joining. And uh, everybody else that's listening right now, God bless you. The ones I can't see, uh, thank you guys for joining the show. Brandon, I'm so excited to have you here, bro. Oh, man, I it's been a long time coming, hasn't it? We've been talking about this for months. We finally made it happen. I, I had to harass you. <laughs> no, man, you didn't have to harass me. It's, it's an honor. I'm honestly, I'm, I'm very grateful to be here, man. I mean, your show's Gratitude Unfiltered. I, I couldn't show, but I could. I can't show enough gratitude for you and who you are and what you stand for and the ripple effect that you cause every day when you go out into the world. Man, thank that, that means a lot, man. I really I, I appreciate that. I have so many things to talk to you about, but first things first, bro. What are you grateful for today? Oh man, where do I start? I am amazingly grateful for you, as I just expressed. But I'm 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 grateful for. Uh, my amazing fiance. I'm grateful for my beautiful daughter, Olivia. Uh, I am grateful for my dog, Boomer, who is, who's, he's, you know, it's funny to say he's, he's like my rock. He's seen me come through so much over the past four and a half years. And uh, I'm grateful for uh, the relationships I have in my family, the relationships I have in my life. I'm grateful for uh, the ripple that I get to cause and the example that I get to be for people. Um, and I mean, I could sit here and literally take up all of all of my time with gratitude, but uh, we'll cut it off there. Those are that's where I'm at. So we'll, we'll leave it at that. What I like about the way you express gratitude is what's up, Sarah? Good to see you, James. Good to see you, buddy. Um, what I like about the way that you expressed your gratitude is that it was expressed with passion. And so many people, it's kind of like mantras or you know, gratitude, like just saying you're great. You can say all the I am statements you want, but if you're not like feeling it, it doesn't mean anything. Like gratitude is supposed to be something that you're feeling in your body, mm -hmm. like for the manifestors out there. So I love that the way you express it, because it's believe it or not, when I ask that question, not everybody is like, oh, you know, everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, come on, man. You can't just be grateful for everything. There's something that means like there's somebody in your life that means something to you. So I, yeah. I, did, I want to acknowledge you for the way that you express that because I, I appreciate the passion behind that. So when we talked to this morning, you asked like, like what are we going to talk about? I was like, well, I don't plan anything. Let's just talk. And then, but it weighed on my heart to talk about forgiveness because last, uh, was it last night or the night before I was at dinner with my mom and stepdad and we were talking about, my mom was asking me about you know, like when I was molested, like, you know, what, what could I have done different is what she was asking. And it brought up this really interesting conversation, but it was all about forgiveness. And the thing about it is when I think about over the course, I, like, I wouldn't change anything in my life, anything that I've done. I mean, yeah, there's a, some people I wish I didn't hurt, but in the end that I'm able to use all of this past stuff for good, it, it gives me joy and I'm good with that. But part of that being able to get to that point came from a place of forgiveness, not just forgiving myself, but forgiving the people that hurt me, but also with the understanding of how I was able to forgive my father, for instance, or the, the people that molested me was that I came to the understanding that it happened to them too. And, and I think about like, this is not spend a lot of time on that, but I also think about the current situation, like as parents, like we are, parents are victims of how they were parented. 
And sometimes people just don't know, but yet we still are, are wounded from that experience. And I think the beautiful thing about life is that we do get an opportunity to use our pain for good. But I also think that there's a lot of people hanging on to resentments and anger and, and they're not forgiving somebody or somebody's in their life because of something that they're not understanding that it maybe happened to them too and they were doing the best that they could do. Mm-hmm. So I, it gave me this alternative look at forgiveness and I thought this was an appropriate conversation with you because I would like to get your feedback on that and also kind of what forgiveness means to you. What forgiveness means to me. Okay. So uh, what came up for me while you were, while you were speaking right there was compassion because truly it's kind of like you just said, people don't know any better when they do these evil things to people. Yeah. And they don't even know they're doing it for them so that they can, they're causing a ripple effect in that moment as well, but they, they're doing something to someone but they're really doing it for them. And so that they can use that message to create passion uh, in their life, which is awesome. Um, But, but knowing that people make different choices every single day, whether they're good or bad, right or wrong, they don't know any, they, they are only doing the best they can, just like you said. So in order for like, I just try to lead with compassion in, any and all ways, um, you know, and do people get under my skin when, uh, you know, something from their story or their past is holding them back or uh, causing them to show up a certain way? Yeah, absolutely. They get under my skin, but it's really just breathing, being present and leading with compassion in any at all times. That's the best that you can do. I don't know if you're, I didn't plan this, but I don't know if you're willing to talk about it and I don't know about this particular time, but are you willing to talk about a time like a, a person that you had the hardest time forgiving and why? Absolutely. I'm I'm an open book. You can ask me anything and I will talk about every and anything right now in this moment. Sweet. So um, cool. I'm an open book. So um one person that I got to forgive in my life was my stepfather. Um and he was very verbally, verbally abusive, no, no, no sexual or physical abuse, but very verbally abusive. And um, I will say that because of that experience in my life, I, you know, I always felt like I had to walk out, walk around on eggshells. I always felt like um, I couldn't be my authentic self. And so releasing that pain and, and um, you know, I still haven't had a conversation with him to this day. But that doesn't mean that I haven't forgiven him in my heart. Um, and so, it, so yeah, I mean, that, that would be the person. I, I haven't had a whole lot of, like, ridiculously gnarly things happen to me in my life with in regarding to other people. But, like, that was a very uh, – that was a very deep experience for me. I'm still – I mean, I, it still comes up for me to this day. I was in church a few weeks ago just, like, in tears um in tears over it and uh and you know it, it's something that you can forgive someone for but you can still remember the pain you know what i mean you can still remember and experience the pain when you put yourself back in that moment at least for me 
Uh, and so, you know, you just get to release it every single time. <laughs> it's just a process. It's, it's something that formed you, formed who you currently are. And uh, it's something that you carry with you and it will play a role in your life when you have those experiences. I'm sure that you can relate. Yeah. I mean, for me, for me to come to the understanding that I truly had forgiven, because I thought I had forgiven a few times, um, but I hadn't, was being able to truly say, you know, in the end, I'm really grateful that my father was the way he was with me. Um, because in a way, it was preparing me for what I feel led to do. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I truly mean that. Like I'm, I actually say it with emotion. I mean, like I'm, <laughs> I say it with emotion because like I am grateful for him, like with happiness. Like I, I don't have, I don't think about him. I mean, he's past, he's dead now. Um, I don't think about him, but there are times that like, I just, I, 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 I go, you know, that I'm grateful for my, if I, my father would not have put me through that. I would not have been able to accomplish this or whatever it may be. So I truly look at it with like a, a true sense of gratitude now. And it's kind of like this theme of the show is because I really believe that if we can get to that place of being grateful for the things that traumatize us the most, it, it, it that's, that's freedom. Mm-hmm. You know? And so as somebody that maybe I'm just crazy enough to convince myself that that's true, but I can tell you and anyone that from my past would like to comment about this. I was a freaking nightmare and I wasn't a happy person. And now I'm so blessed to live in joy, even while not having made it. But because I'm able to look at all of these little things with just pure gratitude and, and, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're able to use your past experiences to help other people. Yes. Well, I 100, I'm 100% aligned with that. And I had an experience with every single one of my parental figures in my life um, that I, I got to forgive them for something. You know, my dad drank a lot. He was in jail. He got three DUIs. My mom, you know, she they, she got a divorce from, from my father and then allowed this other monster to come into my life that oh, I labeled him as a monster at the time because of her verbal abuse and, and the block between him and my mom my mother and I's relationship. And like, I mean, it's a laundry list. And then that's uh, snowballed into, you know, when I was actually turned, when I was actually legally a man. And then, you know, then it's just, I mean, there's so many experiences that shape who I am today, you know, uh, lots of which have to do with alcohol. I mean, from the time when I was 20 until 10 and a half months ago, since I've been sober. Um, Congratulations, bro. Thank you. Um, I remember when you started. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Um, I made a lot of, long story short, I made a lot of bad decisions and every single one of them were related to alcohol. But I mean, I I was going out trying to kill myself every single day. I mean, whether it was, whether it was sleeping with random women or, um, you know, it was uh, driving drunk or getting in a bar fight um, or, you know, I mean, I could, there's, you know, I'm out, I'm out of fingers. You know what I mean? Like all these different experiences I could have died at any given point. And I thought about it a lot, you know, but that's not who, 
I am, and I and I am grateful. I'm 100% grateful for the experiences that I had. I always felt like I had something to prove to somebody. Sure. You know, I I, I understand that 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 ship on man that what is that the not worthy um, the not good enough nerd. Yeah, that chip on my shoulder. Yeah, I, I mean the thing is though, I know that I could take it too far the, with the chip on my shoulder. But it also, in a way, gives you an edge, right? I mean, is there a way of balancing the chips on your shoulder to, like, even them out <laughs> at least? Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. you, you know, it, it, it's just knowing that those, opportun those, those opportunities are happen for you and they can, you know, it's, it's not – they didn't happen to you. You weren't a victim. It's really just taking responsibility for the chip. Yeah. And I feel like so much we live in – we live in a world that is full of victims – you know, and so I, I don't know. I, it's just really, yeah. Take responsibility for how you show up in the world. It really, it is. And I, I, I can't say, I know what I want to ask you. I, wh what was the biggest thing that you've learned in your entire, cause you've been through every process of ALA and you've been around the service mm -hmm. side, leadership side, all of it. Mm -hmm. What would you say your biggest takeaway was from the whole experience? Well, learning how I was showing up to other people because I was completely naive to it. I mean, I didn't realize how disconnected I was. Same for that's me. that's number one. And then further on down the line that I was 100 percent worthy to be leading people. Because I've always been recognized as a leader. I that's really that's actually really powerful. And that is a perfect testimony for why you go through the program. To get to that, um, mm -hmm. I think that's so powerful. But you're right. How you show up to people, your side in things, and now being able to see it in other people that struggle with that from other people that I talk to, it's like, wow, you're not seeing how you're showing up in the world. You're not seeing your part in this. And that's a sobering feeling, especially when you realize, like for me, when I realize my role in my problems, <laughs> the self-inflicted problems or the, the problems that I inflicted on other people that I thought, oh, it was all them. No, getting to see my part, it, 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 was, it was a sobering, sobering feeling. That's what's motivated me to be single and work on myself and be abstinent. And like, because I finally got to that point where I was able to look at myself in the mirror and be honest that I have some things I still get to figure out. Mm -hmm. even now and I've been I've, the work never stops ever but and it gets a, there gets to a point where it just gets addicting are you at that point where you just want to keep on digging and keep on growing like at that mm -hmm. real pace yeah but it's also about finding even balance like I'm to the point where I've been through so many processes I'm not sitting I'm not claiming to sit here transformed I'm not transformed I'm a student for life yeah. of life for life um, but I'm, you got to find an even balance. Like, uh, for me, like I'm, I'm emotionally intelligent. I could probably walk into any business and tell you where the breakdowns are. I could be a consultant, but that's just not part of my vision. You know, uh, it's about finding the even balance between that emotional intelligence and then the systems in your life. And, uh, and that's how you, that's how you source everything you ever wanted. Just finding that even balance. Everything's balanced. Oh, I agree. But, but absolutely. I mean, there was a point where I was like, man, am I, 
I don't want to stop ever. Like I'm addicted to learning. Like I just want to keep learning and keep digging and see what's possible, see what's possible. But at, at some point you have to take a, take a step back and know that it's still available to you mm-hmm. and then just find that even balance. So how has emotional intelligence work and your faith complemented each other and then also fought against each other? If at all. I would say, um, I would say that uh, they 100% complement each other, like perfect, perfectly, perfectly. Um, the ch- especially with the church that I go to, I go to C3, you know that you, you were telling me you wouldn't experience it. In LA, it's a great church. Yeah. Um, uh, they speak so directly into leadership that it's just speaking my language. And then they're relating the stories from the Bible to, to, uh, the leadership. And then it's just like a perfect fit for me. So I, that's, they're perfect. Um, and I wouldn't say that I, I've encountered anything to this point where they were conflicting. Well, and I, I'm glad that you said this because one of the things that I think people make a mistake with, and I'm going to talk about faith a little bit here, uh, mm-hmm. or my faith for a little bit, I'll speak for myself, but the battle I had initially was the higher self version that comes through emotional intelligence is knowing, I mean, like saying that I am source, right? Mm, mm. That belief is like, well, I don't believe that I'm God, but I do believe that I'm the son of God. Like you're the son of God and Rhonda's the daughter of God. I mean, like we're his children. Mm-hmm. So not saying anything blasphemous there, but Going through emotional intelligence, I was like, okay, where's that battle? Because I'm not into some Christ consciousness stuff. I mean, like, I, I'm not, I, I don't think I'm Jesus. But I do believe that Jesus came here to show us, like, how to be the highest version of ourselves, And he gave us spiritual gifts to use. And I can tell you from my experience in my little journey right now that those spiritual gifts get stronger. I don't know how much stronger, but... Like the more Bible reading I do in the, like I started like that reading in like Hebrew translations in the Bible, like I'm starting to think that we have supernatural gifts. Like I'm starting to think that we get to, we can be as close to Christ-like as possible. And why not? And then also recognizing that my shadow exists and not running from it, not hiding from it, not pretending it doesn't exist. But just going, acknowledging it, knowing it's there, letting it ride shotgun and letting it show me what I get to work on. <clears throat> like, I never heard anything about that in the Christian faith. It never is talked about in church. But I struggled so much with my my walk and staying on the path because of the shame and the guilt that I put on myself for screwing up, which mm-hmm. happened to religion. So then... When I finally just said, screw it, I'm going to test this. I'm going to see if I can hang out with my shadow and I'm going to hang out with my dark passenger and just see if they can exist. Well, come to find out, I've gotten stronger through that. And I've also been more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? More aware and also uh, more aware of the things that I get to work on and improve in my life. And before that, I have become stronger. So then I've been on this quest to go search in the Bible to see if Jesus talked about our shadow self and guess what he does. So it's amazing. So the point of all of that stuff I'm just telling you is like ALA really helped me getting like becoming emotionally intelligent enough 
to start really looking at myself to see what I could work on really helped develop and shape me. So it's complemented my faith. But I was just curious if it was the same for you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, 100%. I'm totally aligned with everything you said. I really have nothing else to input to that. But, um, but I will say that something that I did take away from that was uh, until people start wearing their story as a badge of honor as opposed to being ashamed of it and keeping it in their back pocket and not telling anybody who they truly are or what they've experienced, then we will always have a disconnected world, which is why I coach connection. I, so yeah, I want to dive into your coaching stuff, but I've been upset and I'm, I'm sorry that I had, I've been like, I've been reading so much about it now. Like I just had to talk about it because I, I posted it about it earlier today, but I really think that because, okay, the reason I, the purpose of me asking that question, Brandon, was because the higher self stuff is spiritual woo-woo stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Is how it's looked at. But then there's the religious, I'm a Christian, I'm a Lutheran, I'm a Catholic, I'm a Muslim, I'm a Buddhist, I'm a this. You have these two divides. Well, maybe Buddhism is spiritual. Anyway, but the point is, there's got to be some truth in both. Well, so, they got to be together somehow, right? To me... Source represents responsibility. Interesting. That's it. Your source of everything in your life through God. That's what that means? To me. See, I, that's a better interpretation because I was taking it as in we're a little, I'm God. I'm not comfortable with that. It, every, I mean, it's, that's God in my right experience. That's no, there's no right or wrong. I'm not, I don't believe in right or wrong. It's, you know, it's just information. So that's my interpretation. That's my experience. Uh, it may be different for someone else. And see, that's not right or wrong either. That's the other thing about judgment I don't get or discrimination. Like there's just another, there's like so many other sides of the, the story. There's other ways to look at it. There's other ways to frame it in your brain. It's amazing the, the possibilities of the realities that we can create on this, in, the, in this earth. The relationships mm -hmm. that we can, we can create, the, or, or the hate that we can, and then the divide that we can cause. Such an interesting thing. And, and I also think that what you were talking about compassion earlier, I think really in part of compassion is using your spiritual gifts for other people. And that is how you can change the world. And I, I really believe that if enough of us start doing this, we can really change the world. Because why wouldn't people want to live in harmony with each other? The world's getting smaller and smaller. So now those people that we've feared are because of ignorance, the people that we don't, you know, we may have judgment towards or growing up or stereotypes, those people are going to get closer and closer soon. It's going to be kind of amazing to see how it all works together. So shouldn't we start focusing out now and focusing on love and compassion for other people and trying to understand like where they're coming from? Absolutely, 100%. And it comes, so to me, it's real simple. It comes down, like any, any reason you would be distracted in telling somebody that they are wrong or right, and you want to argue and cause a, cause a drift or, and cause a conflict in the world, the only reason you would want to do that is because you don't know what you, your purpose is in the world. You don't know what your vision is. It's lack of vision to me. Yeah. So what, I want to hear about your vision because you have, I saw you do a workshop in San Diego. 
I'm blown away by you as a presenter, by the way. You're really good on stage. Um, I, I hope to see you on stages because you, you belong there. You're really good. But you're a great teacher. Um, and I learned a lot. But why don't you tell everybody about your vision and what you're creating and how you're helping people? Yeah, so my vision is to uh, to create a world of, of collaboration, connection, and creativity. And and I want to do that um, by by way of public speaking and causing. Basically, I'm a, I call myself a connection and empowerment coach. Uh, and connection can look a lot of different ways: connection to vision, connection in relationships, and connection in creating tribe. And um, collaboration you know imagine how many think about so think about in regards to collaboration and trap think about how many ideas never get created because of a scarcity conversation that people have in their brains that if they tell anybody that idea that it'll get stolen and you know yada 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 down the rabbit hole mm -hmm. you know uh, imagine what that's costing the world and so in regards to collaboration there you go uh in regards to relationships um you know and it's wearing that story as a badge badge of honor. Like I said, it's it's not holding it. the number one thing to me that causes people connection in their relationships and causes people those deep connections in the in the world that they they were connected people. We're connected beings. We're supposed right. to be connected. We're all connected. Um, the number one thing that's costing people that is shame, and it's their story. And that's why I'm so inspired by you to be able to stand on this camera every single day or every single week and tell everybody, like just show everybody everything, tell everybody your entire story. It's incredible. It, it's incredible. It's so inspiring and empowering. Well, I thank you, man. I, but I honestly, I, I, I felt being called, but ALA helped got help get it out of me. Like it, it's not, they didn't, no one pulled it but it created the space where I felt empowered to do so. And, and it gave me the courage to become more public and just and, and accept my assignment. Um, I'm, I'm forever grateful for that, you know, and I will tell you, that's why I'm such a, I won't shut up about people just, you know, getting to that place of being willing to be like to stand in truth and standing in truth is not just being honest with other people. It's not just sharing your story. It's being honest with yourself about who you be and how you're showing up in the world. That's the yeah. hardest thing. It's like coming on here and vomiting, like what's the, the past and sharing my story. Like, okay, that's honestly, that's because behind a screen, it's, it's, it's safer. <laughs> Doing it on stage is a little more terrifying, but I've done it. But honestly, what's more difficult than all of that together is being honest with myself and checking in there frequently to go, how am I showing up? And I'm so blessed to have the friends in my life that will call me. They'll call me out if I'm how I'm showing up. I appreciate that. My family will do it. And I'm grateful because I don't want to slip back into that selfish, narcissistic, maniac person. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to feed that beast anymore, mm -hmm. but thank you for your acknowledgement. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's inspiring. Imagine if everyone was just kind of an open scroll, kind of let everybody just hear it, you know, and 
uh, owning your story is so important. It's so important. And recognize the first step to that is recognizing that these things happen for you and not to you. Absolutely. Um, nobody's a victim in this world. Nobody's a victim. But do can you show up as a victim? Yeah, absolutely. It's when you choose to show up in responsibility that everything changes. Sure. You're then, 100% right. Good. I was just going to say, and then the last piece to my connection coaching is obviously honing in on vision. And you have one responsibility on this earth in my experience, and that is to find your responsibility, your purpose, your passion, your vision for this world. And when you show up that way, you inspire other people to do the same thing. That's true. And that is the, there's always going to be a pro and con to everything. So it's like nothing's ever going to be perfect. So social media is not perfect. However, one of the great things about social media is this gives everyone the opportunity to create the positive momentum and the positive ripple effects of standing in truth, being vulnerable, making it okay to not be perfect. Mm-hmm. Like how are, how are we as a society accepting the fact that we go to an Instagram page where somebody has photoshopped their life and we follow it like it's Jesus. How is that possible? And we, we, it's, it's, it's an Instagram post makes the news. Odds are it's not even completely authentic, but we lap it up like a bunch of hungry ravenous dogs. It blows my mind. We have an opportunity and a responsibility as humans to use these platforms for good. It's a safe place to use this for good. We can shift it because I can tell you, if we follow the trend that's happening now, we're all doomed. (laughs) So we get to start standing in truth, quit playing small, and if you don't know what that means, I'll tell you what. One way to show up bigger than you are now, if you're playing small, that is, is to be honest with yourself about what you're contributing to this world because that's what you're here for, is to contribute. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about we. Did you know, great point, by the way. I don't want to uh, disregard everything that you just said. It was very powerful. Um, But did you know that right now we are on track for each individual human to spend at least two years average Two years average on Facebook of their life. Two years. That's a that's a that's a real stat right now that I just learned a couple of days ago. And that doesn't that blow you away? And I'm sure it gets bigger for some other people. Imagine spending four years on your life, five of your life on Facebook, five years of your life on Facebook. And that's why it's so important to find your vision in this world and find your purpose in this world. And does your vision change? Yeah, absolutely. But the action steps that you take today will lead you to the path that you're, you're destined for. If you don't take any action though, you're never going to find it. That's it. I, and, and to compliment what you're saying, like one of the themes of the show is take a step, like stretch, do something every day to stretch your faith and you will see God work in your life. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it's, it's every day, every time, every time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing that way. How, it's just amazing how it works. And, and it's amazing to me how the thing that we scare most is where the biggest 
victories available for us? Like what's, what's available for us on the other side of that fear? That's what they talked about at church on, uh, on Sunday, uh, the one in LA, it was, it was so powerful. And to hear, to hear it framed the way that they were framing it was just so beautiful, but it's, it kind of makes you go every time you're scared. All right, give me more. Now I'm not telling people to go jump off. Like if you're scared to jump off a 150 foot cliff, I'm not recommending that for everybody. I'm talking about the fear that lives here based on something that you're feeling led to do. It keeps showing up in your life. Maybe it's even something you have to remove from your life, but that's burning in there for a reason. And you're scared because it would be easy if it was, you know, like if you were full of joy about it, where's, where's the learning from that? Where's the, where's the growth? But if you step into that fear, it is a promise. And I promise you, you can send me hate mail. You can call me a freaking liar. You can do whatever you want. But I promise you, if you step into that fear and you face it head on, after you conquer it, you will be stronger than that giant ever was. It's, it's the truth. It's a fact. That's why I have the courage to do what I, I'm, I feel like I'm blessed to do on this show. It's a blessing because I get to face a lot of giants <laughs> and I'm addicted to kicking their ass. Mm -hmm. I am. The triggers are the guys, man. That was a little cocky, but that's how I honestly feel about it. Like I feel I can do all things like through him. I really believe that. I trust him that much that I'm willing to go anywhere I'm called, no matter how scared I am, no matter how much I want to wet myself, I'm willing to do it because I know what's on the other side. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing I know for certain in this life that if I step into fear, if I face it head on, it is a promise from God that I will become bigger than that fear. And it's proved right so far. Mm -hmm. Well, every choice you make is from love or fear. Every single choice you make in this, in this life is from love or fear. So if you're feeling fear, overcome with love and just lean into it. The triggers are the guides for you. Like the things that you resist the most is what you get to lean into in that moment. That's, I mean, for me, like I'll tell you right now, like uh, I can't tell you how long I struggled with, I'll use just as a simple example. I can't tell you how long I struggled with Facebook lives. There was one day where I tried to record a message and share a message where I stood in front of my computer or stood in front of my phone for 24 hours. It took me 24 hours basically to, I didn't stand there for 24 hours, but I literally started in the morning and didn't record it that entire day until the next day. It's because scary. I was feel I was feeling the fear. Yeah, I was. I, nobody wanted to hear what I had to say. The stories were coming up. Uh, fear of judgment, which is a big one for me. You know, um, we all have our conversations, but I, I was I, like just telling that it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> I I know fear of judgment is one of is one of my biggest nerds too, and of course I chose acting as something. To do. <laughs> I love That's it. Facing it. Because it sucks to be rejected or to be told you're whatever. It, it's just not, or to bomb an audition. It's not exactly fun, but it's a blessing to have the opportunity to do it at the same time. So it's, you know. <laughs> it's, all, it's all feedback, man. It's, it's all feedback. It doesn't matter whether you get it or whether it doesn't, or whether you do get it or don't get it. You know, it's just information. 
or how you showed up in that moment. And maybe that wasn't your opportunity. I agree. So you know? how's father? What have, what have, what's the, been the biggest thing you've learned as being a new father? I know this is, this seems probably like jargon. This is probably what everybody says, but it's patience. No, I thought you were going to say unconditional love. That would have been, that would have not been the, like, I, that's the answer I would have expected. Not patience. Well, well, that too. And patience, because as a father, you know, like you have this painted picture, painted movie in your, or this movie in your head that, uh, how you think it's going to go. And then when you're holding your newborn baby and she's crying at the top and screaming at the top of your, her lungs in your face, uh, you tend to take, like for me, I took it personally. And so patience. So you got your feelings hurt? Yeah, because I, I thought it was going to go a certain way. I thought I was just, I thought we were just going to be immediately connected and like she would know, like I'm her dad, you know? And so I had this whole movie paint played out in my head. Um, and so I didn't really get my feelings hurt, but it took me patience to work through it. Like, why isn't she stopping crying? Because I'm her dad, I'm holding her, I'm giving her the love, you know? It, it, it just, that's adorable. Yeah. I, but you know what? I get that. I get that completely. I mean, how many of, I mean, I'm sure everyone, Emily, Carol, Rhonda, you, <laughs> that's, I, yeah, I could totally see that. I have baby fever and it's driving me crazy. Like as I'm being, I think I, every, all my friends are having babies and I'm, and I, and as I've learned to, Again, love myself. I have baby fever, but I also know that I'm not ready for all that. But like, I want to do that. It just seems now that I feel like I'm capable of truly loving. It seems like the ultimate expression of love, having a child. And I wish I would. I mean, to be honest, I wish that I always saw that. You know, I mean, I'm 39 years old. I have kids. You know, I have twins that I gave up for adoption and which was the right decision, unfortunately. And, you know, my daughter who's in my life, but she didn't have the easiest childhood. And, you know, like it's, it's one of those things. So like when I see the joy that comes out of your face, when you talk about your child, like that hits me in the heart, man. I think it's amazing. So I'm so happy for you and Sarah both. Like I, I just, you guys are two rock stars. Thank so you. you married? Well, I mean, we were, we had planned to get married last year. We've been together nine years. So uh, did you know that? I didn't know nine years. Yeah, we've been together nine years. We moved out to California together um, and we've been out here six. So we were together three before that. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'll tell you a powerful story real quick. Uh <laughs> We've been together nine years and, um, you know, we hadn't had a baby up until I declared one. Wait, uh, I, we didn't have a baby until I said, I, I want to be a father out loud. That's powerful. Yeah, truly. Um, but yeah, so we've been together nine years and I forgot where my, I forgot where I was. What was I talking about? <laughs> uh, marriage. Oh yes, yeah. so we 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 found out the news last year and it pushed everything back, and so we'll do it this year. I want to be invited, and I here's why. Not only do I love you, but when I walked in the doors, 
Like I, I, I was fortunate when I went to ALA. I knew a few people, but I didn't know Sarah. And Sarah was nice to me, and I'll never forget it. Like mm -hmm. she made me feel well because I was nervous. I was really, really nervous. And I get, I, I get to work through social anxiety. I think I did that right. Um, but I, I get like being around people like that makes I get anxiety about it. But it helped me feel safe, and so I'll always remember that and have like mad respect and love for Sarah for that reason alone. Cause if she would not have smiled and like made me feel welcome, I would have been in panic mode and left, I guarantee you. So that's what I will always remember about Sarah. Sarah's got one of the biggest hearts on the planet. Yeah. And you know, that's what's so beautiful about her is she would do anything for anyone at any given point, no matter what, uh, you know, so. So you guys like do you um do you guys want to have more kids? Yeah, of course. I gotta have a, I gotta have the next NFL quarterback. Yeah, of course. How tall are you? I'm six two. You better give that. Well, nowadays Kyler Murray's five ten, so um or five eleven. Mm -hmm. So what's what's next for you? So what's the uh, the new thing? I think you are starting a podcast. Is it? Um, yes. That's funny you say that, and I didn't tell you that, but yes, that's happening. And then also, um, I have my programs that I, I have my twelve week program that I've created. It's about connection, and then uh, I'm launching my morning routine program, which is called Champions Morning, because I realized how important the morning routine is and how it sets you up for success throughout the day. And it, it's not a, it's not a subscription program to tell you how to, how I do my morning and you should follow exactly how I do my morning. What it is, is a subscription program to, so that you can hone in on what works for you. That's a really <laughs> cool idea. Yeah. I like that. Because I don't want to copy someone's morning routine, but I do know what works for me. Sometimes I get off of it a little bit, but like I've got the formula that works for me. The yeah. one where I just know that no matter what happens that day, I'm kicking butt, but it's not the same for everybody. Well, you can't stick to it all the time either without, without some kind of accountability. And then after 90 days, it becomes a lifestyle. But if you break it at any point within that 90 days, then you're screwed. You got to start over from the beginning. I freaking love that. When does that come out? Very soon, within the next couple of weeks. Dude, you send it to me. I'll put it. I'll share it out. Great, we'll do. No, do anything I can do to support you. Well, it's I'm um, I'm almost I, I yeah I'm almost it's almost ready. So okay, and Could you're be. starting a podcast, which is exciting. When yeah. I know you, I talked a lot. I apologize. I'm I'm all I'm so excited to do the show tonight. Like I got in from Orange County and I've been so pumped up <laughs> so much on my mind. that I, I, I talked more and I apologize, but like guys that are listening to this, you guys want to check out Brandon Burroughs on Facebook. It, and when he launches his show, every live that you've done, bro, there's like, there's so much value there. I've seen, I've been to your course. I know what's up there. It's, it's, it's so powerful. Um, I mean, I just can't recommend you more. To, to the audience that's listening, the podcast listeners, radio audiences, look him up on Facebook. Um, and when he comes out with a show, you guys want to listen because just he's dropping knowledge. So I can't sure. Do you mind if I share my uh, share where they can find me? Please do. Okay, so on Facebook, uh, my business page is 
Brandon Burrow Coaching. So uh, my last name is spelled B-U-R-H-O. So it's B-R-A-N-D-O-N-B-U-R-H-O Coaching. Um, so at Brandon Burrow Coaching. And then on Instagram, it's at Brandon.Burrow. Perfect. Those are my two main platforms. Yeah, you guys, I hate this word, but follow him. <laughs> There's a lot of value. And I like the way that your mind thinks. And, you know, you think like a leader. And I do believe that there's a time for all of us to lead. Um, and so like having that knowledge, like not everyone's ready for, you know, to step into leadership, but if you want to get a look at what it's like, I just think that Brandon, the way he communicates his information, the way he provides information, uh, and, and just knowledge and, and wisdom, I, I think it's very beneficial. And I think all of you would benefit from it. I, I, I don't endorse many people on the show. Um, because everyone's, it's a freaking dime or dozen, but there's some people that stand out to me. Uh, Brandon's one of those people. So cannot endorse you enough, bro. Well, listen, thank you, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, we got to do this again and I'll let you talk more next time. <laughs> hey man, no apologies. I love the way it worked out. I love everything that you say too. We could sit here for hours. This isn't, you know, no, lucky we'll for the audience. I want to do it <laughs> again for sure, but I'm beyond grateful for you. Uh, much love to you your baby and Sarah, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. See Thank you. you for having me. All right. Bye. Uh, he's awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining Emily, Carol, Sarah, uh, Rhonda. Thank you, Dante. You're in Slovakia. Nice. I want to go there. I get to go there. Um, that was fun. So I, I guess I have a little minor little rant here, not a rant, but like I, I always say that I, 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 I'm accepting and loving of everyone, and I am. Like, I am never, you're never going to hear me judge somebody of a different belief system than me. It's never going to happen. You're never going to hear me bash the LGBT community because I'm coming from a place of this. Like, I know in my heart that I want to have a loving relationship with a woman. I want to be in love. I want to have a family. I want to have kids. But I can also speak as a person that because whether it's because of what happened to me or, or, or was a child being molested or what, but it shaped me and it caused me to really battle and struggle with understanding if I was bisexual or straight. And of course, drugs didn't help anything. And, you know, it, 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 it had an opportunity to absolutely destroy me and kill me um, because I was living in so much shame and pain. Uh, and anger and rage and so on, but also living with a lot of secrets and really, really afraid to be honest with myself or anyone else. Because of that, I, I caused a lot of pain. Um, making a decision to do the work to try to stay on the right path and live the life that you're supposed to live, I feel like, or the life that you feel led in your, in your heart and your spirit that brings you joy, that life. I think that we're all meant to do that. Um, but there's a lot of people out there that are struggling and don't know what their identity is. I mean, heck, we have gender identification. Gender, what is that? I forgot the word for it. Um, but the point is this: there's people that are just confused or struggling or unsure. Um, you know, mental illness can factor into this um, as well. Uh, that's a big trait of borderline personality disorder. And you know, so I'm get to have compassion there. So, but the point is, you're not going to hear me judge. But I'm also on a quest to really, really know what 
Jesus was really trying to tell us. And like, I, I really want to get clear on this because there's a lot of people's interpretations based off of the Bible that they study. That could be any kind of translation. And so that's why now, like I'm reading um, basically Hebrews interpretation because I truly want to understand. And also my spirit keeps telling me to keep digging. And that's, I think, a kind of a gift of mine. I, I don't know what it is, but I'm very inquisitive and very curious, <laughs> which has caused me a lot of problems, by the way. <laughs> I've gotten myself in a lot of trouble. Curiosity killed the cat, you know what I'm saying? Um, but now it's, it's, it's for good things and it's for knowledge and wanting to truly understand what Jesus was trying to tell us. And, you know, I really believe that, you know, the spiritual world, I really do believe that Jesus was spiritual. Um, that doesn't denounce my faith and it doesn't, I, but I, you, you can't ignore certain aspects of, you know, how universal laws work and, you know, what woo, spiritual woo-woo stuff is. I, you, you, like there's, there's somewhere, there's a marriage between both somewhere, but for some reason, like, I feel like that information is being withheld from us for a reason. I really do. I really do believe that there, the people that piece together the Bible did have God's teachings there, but I do believe some stuff was added for the convenience of, well, some people that want to control. Because from what I understand about a relationship with Jesus is freedom. Freedom is control. Freedom is love. Freedom is joy. I don't believe that Jesus would ever sign off on us bombing other countries and putting people in, 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 in places of famine and, and where there's starvation and there's greed and there's, you know, we're bombing to, to control oil rights or, or, or it's, it's, it's a money thing, whatever. The, the thing is, is like when you trace things back, it, it just seems like there's an agenda somewhere. That doesn't take away from the power of a relationship with Jesus Christ or with a sacrifice that he made. But I think that that's why that there is a, <laughs> I think that's part of the reason why a relationship with Jesus is personal, because I really feel like your eyes get opened to the reality that is. And I just don't believe, I really don't. I just don't believe that we have all the information. That is what I feel. I could be wrong, but I do feel like that is one of the beautiful things about seeking God and seeking a relationship with Jesus and applying his teachings to your life is that your spirit tends to guide you and, and tell you what's right, what's wrong, what to avoid, what to um, be aware of, what is going to take you off course. Strike me down. I also find it very, very curious why churches do not talk about our shadow figure. We, all, we have a shadow. We have a dark side. We all do. Some of us have passengers too, 
but we all have a we all have a shadow and churches are not talking about it and i think i know why but i'm not prepared to verbalize it yet to where it will make sense but this is what i'm digging under because i think it's important that we embrace our shadow Yeah, so Rhonda, I don't think that Jesus would subscribe to killing. I just, I don't, I don't see it. I, that, I'm bothered by that part. I really, I'm still bothered. The wars, I don't know. I just can't picture a man of love ever blessing wars and bombing other countries and things like that. But now I lost my train of thought, dead gummit. Um, oh, the shadow side. We get to except our shadow. And the reason why is because I can tell you that from my own personal experience, without any knowledge or with any research into it at the time, it took the people that I respect and admire the most, people like Jason Cisneros and Kat Dawn and a couple other people had said, you've got to just embrace your shadow. I'm like, what the heck does that mean? I'm not dancing with my demon. That terrifies me. That guy eats me. I mean, if he takes over, like all hell's going to break. I mean, that's what I'm telling myself. But I remember when I was sitting in this chair that's right next to me around Christmas break, and I was knew I was going to be alone for an extended amount of time. I did a live about it um, because I was getting triggered really bad because isolation is when, you know, I would typically take advantage of isolation to do really bad things. You know, um, drugs and sex and all kinds of stuff, and that <laughs> I shouldn't have been doing. And um, I remember sitting in this chair, and I'm like, I'm isolated, and it's just getting taunted with, "You can do this and this and this and this," and like making it look all pretty in my head. And I just said, "No, I'm good," and I decided to create instead. That was the first time in my life that I ever just let it be. I didn't run from it. I didn't go, get out of my head, get out of my head, get out, get out, go, no, 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 no. I didn't do that because sometimes that's what it's like. There's, there's times when I get triggered. I could be in a car full of people and I would just go like trying to shake it out of my head because I didn't want it there. And now I remember just like acknowledging it and going, no, dude, I'm good. I'm good. And he just hung out. That was the first time I think I've ever stood in my power to the point where I was like, oh, I just trusted myself. I just did something to earn the trust with myself. And through that, I love myself just a little bit. And then as the triggers kept happening and, you know, different situations would happen, I would just go, hmm. no, dude, I'm good. And on accident, I learned to hang out with my shadow. And that started me to feeling more empowered and stronger. And, And it's just gotten stronger. And now that I've been researching that I was, I mean, all of these philosophers talk about our shadow, but I was like, why, why did church not talk about this? 
Why did why do preachers not talk? Why don't they talk talk about our dark side? They talk about sin. They talk about this is wrong. This is right. Or church is turning into a motivational freaking speech now, where it's all law of attraction stuff, and 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 it's just it's a motivational video now. But no one talks about the real dark side, the passenger, what happens in the shadow. Like no one discusses that. And that's weird to me because how can billions of people believe in a shadowy figure and then religious folks, are they just naive to this? Do they, why don't, why does no one talk about it? Why do religions not talk about this? There's a reason why. There's got to be a reason why. That's, that's what I want to know. Because the fact is, when I did my own research, and I'm not that smart, I did my own research, and I found passage after passage after passage after passage of Jesus talking about the shadow. Not the shadow of his wing, either. Because that verse is there, but there's other verses with him talking about our passenger, our shadowy self. Mind blown. Because here's what I believe about this. I believe that if we... If we embrace our shadow, not hang out with it, just acknowledge it, not love it, not like it, none of that stuff, just go, it's there, and let it reflect the mirror that it needs to reflect. Let it show us the parts of our body that we get to heal, the, the parts of our emotions, our experiences that we get to heal. If we use it for that, I believe that is how we become the highest version of ourselves. I believe that that's how we are set free. That I believe that is how we just become who God created us to be, the highest version of ourself. The relationship with the shadow is key. And someone I don't I don't understand enough about it, but it's there. And this matters because we live like people that are Christians and people that are of other faiths that, you know, there, where there's judgment involved. We're really harsh on ourselves. We beat ourselves up. We live in shame. And I think it's because we run or we allow the, the, the shadow to take over. We, we run from it. We, we feed it the wrong things. I think that's why. Like it's persecution to, to deny your shadow. You're persecuting yourself by denying your shadow. That's what I believe. And, and I only have my own personal experience to go on, but also all the research that I'm finding on this very subject, that is what I'm connecting. So the question before I go, for all of you, I'd love for your response. And again, radio audience, podcast audience, Check us out at facebook.com slash gratitude unfiltered. Are you running from your shadow? Do you acknowledge your shadow? What is your relationship with your shadow? I'd love to know. Okay. I'm going to read a couple of things. Okay. I think there are many instances where he worked within our humanity, within the brokenness of having wars and killing. Maybe you're right. I just don't can't wrap my head around the war thing. MJ said it best look at the man in the mirror and ask him to change his ways. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, all right. So what is your relationship with your shadow? Love to know.
anyway, um, I'm in some serious wormholes now. So when I'm ready to talk about the other stuff, I think you guys will find it fascinating. God bless. Thank you for your support. Thank you for all the comments. Thank you again um, for making this happen. I mean, it's actually at over 30,000 now. Um, thank you. It means everything to me um, for your support, for this, helping this grow. You're amazing. Thank you. God bless.